Base to base podcast with Jacob Guerrero. <laughs> Chris, can you turn up the volume on the on the playback thing or two so I can yes. I can hear our boy more? Mm-hmm. Also, that? did the talk, drums talk, talk. last night? I came over to the studio, change head. Also, can yeah. I hear you? Hey, can you yep. give me a check? Oh, I can hear oh, you. Hello, Mike. Check sounds good. How do yeah. we sound? Human yeah, sounds great. Yes. Or Human. are we denser? Hold on, I'm denser. I have my. I need to put you over here. Hello. It's Hello. like a, There it is. I can hear yeah. him in my right ear and you in my left ear now. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're we we are running a really <laughs> sophisticated setup of the only splitter I have is mono, so it only comes in one ear. Oh, perfect. Oh. <laughs> but this is technically no effects of streaming rig. This is no effects of streaming rig, so yeah. it would only make sense <laughs> that we only have half of what we need. Oh my god! Hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, thank you. I thank both of you for joining. I'm super stoked. Hell yeah. Um, Sorry for crashing. Yeah, no, I was like, Chris, <laughs> come to this. I need videos. Uh it, it's all good. It's all good. I'm super stoked. Um, so my name's Jacob, aka Scadad. And uh thank you for being a part of Base to Base. Um, just a little intro. I know Jay Graves. I'm not too familiar with you, Chris. I'm sorry. That's okay. But- What's uh? What's your story? What's up? Oh me! Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm the video guy for all the ska stuff, but I also play in bands. I play bass. Uh, I have a little ska project called Loser, where I do video game ska music. Uh, and Jay Graves mixes it. Truth and <laughs> yeah, and Reed Wolcott produces. Reed Wolcott works on production. So does um, uh, Ryland from Real Big Fish. He's in America now. He's in America now. That's true. But I was he, trying to keep it Scott for the He sky. left <laughs> to he be did. in America. I, oh. Money's pretty good. No, I, I, listen, <laughs> if America the band was like, hey, do you want to play these songs or Real Big Fish songs? Like, Real Big Fish songs are way harder. So much harder. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. motherfucker just plays two and four and stays the fuck out of the way for hours. Fly out vacations. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. the drinks are included. Yeah. it's it's That's the way to be. That's yeah. a gig right there. I want to drink with my dad's <laughs> idols. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, all righty, y'all. Well, so the first question I normally ask everyone is, when did you know music was going to be a part of your life? Let's go and start with you, uh, John. Cool. Um, I my um, yo. So when I was very young, I had a pretty musical family. My mom is a singer, um, as well as like uh, she's a teacher but she was a singer in the 60s and 70s um and uh she played guitar i was really young i wanted to play guitar my neighbor mark played guitar and i thought it was cool um and then uh so i started actually guitar was my first instrument i started playing that when i was four um and then but like what got me hooked into like what i do now is um when i was five i heard dookie and that was like yeah that's good i want to do that um <laughs> I just, I never, like, I was young, I was five, but I'd still like, I felt like it was shockingly relatable for a five-year-old, even though there was a song about jerking off that I definitely sang it from my grandma. Longview, definitely Same. sang that from my grandma. <laughs> Big old, like, B on masturbation. The masturbation's lost its fun. What's up, grandma? Uh, and also, and then I grew up in New York and with, like, a in 
a really particularly active music scene. Um, I mean, from my high school alone was like uh, um, Latterman is a huge punk band from my high school. Um, uh, Glassjaw, brand new, Taking Back Sunday. Um, all those bands are from my high school. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, um, I was playing in Scott punk bands um, and really super nurtured by like Jeff and John from Jeff Rosenstock band Bond music industry. Um, I think we probably played like at least like a hundred shows with Bond the music industry over the years. Um, never played with Jeff's solo project. <laughs> not famous enough for that shit. <laughs> uh, no, no shit talk. Uh, those guys are fucking, I mean, John, the bass player from, um, from Jeff Rosenstock's band, John Denominici, he actually gave me my first job in production. I was uh, like a production manager at a, a club called the downtown that was on Long Island that like hosted like every one of the bands that we grew up loving, like, at, like all the West coast bands, like real big fish and suburban legends played there. But then also, I mean, catch 22 did their live record from there. Um, we, um, all the, all the ASOB shows and bomb music and shows that happened like in that time or all, I mean, JT from ASOB was the, was the, was the booker for that club. John Denominici was the stage manager. Um, Jeff drank Corona's with, <laughs> with Vinicardi from fucking brand it's new. Very important job at any venue. That's literally yeah, what yeah. they did. They the just, Corona I, drinker? they just drank Corona. <laughs> You see it on back. every breakdown when you're doing budgets for booking a place. It was, it was definitely, it was so, and it's crazy because I hear, you know, I talk to Chris a lot about like how we grew up in music and like the, like the West coast experience of like DIY versus like the East coast and how much more like, like Chris told me like one of his favorite shows ever. He saw the, the, the fad play in a fucking garage and like it, they kicked out a light and it was, you know, it was pandemonium. And I was like, <laughs> Man, I saw the fad playing a fucking. I played with the fad in a basement. Like that was like my entire <laughs> life growing up. So I, I was nurtured to do that, and like because of that, because like I had incredible role models who were just like. I mean, Jeff Rosenstock's such an incredible songwriter. Yeah. Um, you know, John Denominici is such an incredible bass player. Um, you know, uh, Latterman is such a great band. All those guys. Like that's how I knew I wanted to do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's so badass. Yeah. and chris uh, like you were you were like homies with everyone back in the day and just going to shows and being out yeah there. uh i i mean i'm from torrance so i i mean i grew up with the dudes in joyce manor um those were my high school friends uh, before they were doing that and uh band fucking rules yeah that's so good uh and uh you know i i mean i i'm kind of here on accident to be honest um <laughs> I, I was trying to make movies and stuff uh that was that was kind of my focus but um the difficult thing that I ran into um, is that if you if you want to make movies or videos really of any kind, there's like there's some sort of budgetary hurdle that you have to get over, um, or else you're not doing the thing that you want to do. But uh, if you're in a band, like you know whether you're playing to an empty bar on Mother's Day or like you know a hundred thousand people in a stadium, you're you're doing the same thing. Yeah, but I still think there is like that. There's still like a budget barrier of entry. I mean, there, like there affording is, but, a van, being able to like support yourself on but tour. Even that, if if you just play locally, I True. mean, literally, if you just play True. the neighborhood bar, if you have a guitar, like the 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 hurdle is much much lower. And so I, that was kind of how I fell into it. Is that I was yeah. I was doing film stuff and and I you know I wasn't able to like take next steps and so i just i just started playing in bands i started playing bass because 
you know, uh, Yo, your bass is my favorite. Bass. I do. I have an awesome bass. I cannot wait till we talk gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris's bass is the fucking um, best. But yeah, and so like so I was like playing in little local bands, you know, just with my friends and hanging out. And then um it started for me with uh Suburban Legends. They were looking for a new trumpet player. So I sent in an audition video and I got the shit kicked out of me by chris luca who plays trumpet for them now that guy is like i would love to see your audition video it's like like Yo, vince send that to me now yeah 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 uh it's not great but it was fine but anyway regardless like, Wait, like hold on were you dancing oh i didn't know the moves no they asked for like weird stuff and so like i just i i don't remember what suburban legends asked for weird shit i'm, I'm yeah, shocked not surprising um but yeah, so regardless, like I, I sent like, that in. Include a dick pic, please. Bleep that. <laughs> no. no, he did not. <laughs> no. I want to make clear that he did not. Uh, but no, uh, Chris Luca is like, like I can play a trumpet and Chris Luca is like a master of trumpet. So like he beat the shit out of me, but they were like, hey, like your video was really good though. Cause I just, I don't know, I make videos. So I made it kind of fun and stupid. And, and so then they had me start making music videos and then kind of slowly everyone had me start making music videos and then i started like you know my the bands i was playing with like or bands i was making videos for started having me play with them started going on tour with a bunch of ska band stuff i i did get the sub for suburban legends and on uh, a few shows here and there whenever he you also like ripped shows in the maxis like yeah i was in the maxis down talking to your fucking bands like in the maxis yeah yeah. this is a podcast you're allowed to to, yeah yeah to Uh, make a statement on why you're here i did that i did that for a while i was playing keys for them i played (laughs) bass for an indie rock band called the 131ers for a few years um yeah yeah yeah. i'm sorry excuse me no yeah (laughs) say the name again uh uh the 131ers yes oh so weird it triggers a weird feeling <laughs> was uh was there any like movies or shows that influenced you to want to like even start making videos i'm a huge terry gilliam fan um oh yeah animator yeah. from monty python fuck yeah yeah absolutely are you kidding <laughs> yeah, me? time bandits brazil 12 monkeys my dad just got excited by the way my dad fucking like <laughs> loves that shit yeah same <laughs> when i was when i was i remember like my concept of like what is funny, like yeah. comedy, oh, yeah. is so shaped by by like Monty Python. Absolutely. Like my dad was, I was, I, remember I was like four, and I just did, did not understand any of these jokes. And my dad was like, <laughs> "No, like Life of Brian is funny. This is what funny <laughs> is." It's my number two. It's so good. Number two favorite movie of all time. No, Life of Brian. Three. Number three. It's number three. What's number one? Number one is Brazil. Number three. Number two is Some Like It Hot. Yeah, you really like that movie. I don't understand. Yeah, Some Like It Hot is fantastic. It's really not, though. I mean, it's probably, yeah, I just remember uh, liking it. Have you, uh, like, have you, I haven't watched it recently. Have you watched, like, Pulp Fiction? Like, that movie, the movie slaps. smokes it's very good. that. Mm, sure doesn't. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Circular mm. Story doesn't matter. Like, the, the actual order of that movie doesn't matter. I watched Some Like It Hot with Glenn Campbell one time, and about every 25 minutes, he just said, oh. That Marilyn was a real big lady. I, that story is insane. So Chris used to like, wh- what was your connection to like the Campbells? Oh, I hung out with Ashley. She was in a couple of my like public access TV shows back in the day. That's ridiculous. I want to have Glenn Campbell, one of the best fucking songwriters of all time. Be like, hey, what was it like hanging out with the Beach Boys and being in the Wrecking Crew and literally like writing every song of the 60s? What was that like? <laughs> Be like, I don't remember. I smoked a lot of weed. That's why I never asked him any of those questions. <laughs> Uh, Reed like was studio mates with his son. 
Yeah, yeah, Cal, Cal right? Cal Campbell, yeah. yeah. Cal, Cal is super awesome. He apparently dressed like he was in a Wes Anderson movie every day of All his life. of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's... <laughs> Which, like, imagine having Glenn Campbell money and not doing that. Like, I would only expect that from him. Like, shoes that make your feet look like elf feet. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Like... <laughs> Cal, Shannon, too. They both they both have, like, an interesting style. Man, I would love a stylist. I wear this. This is literally one of the five shirts I own. I've seen you wear that maybe the last This is the ex- exact. That. This is my NoFX streaming outfit. Cause I'm wearing like a button down. So people like can see that. Like I, ha- my you body has like a seriously. Yeah, yeah. Not just like a circle with a lot of other circles attached to it. Everything I own is a Zelda shirt. That's facts. Don't yeah. know how we got there, but my buddy got the Triforce tattooed on his leg. He's my Hell best yeah. friend, JP. And uh, his mom like didn't know what it was. And mm-hmm. I was, I was like super faded out of, out of side of his house once. And we were talking shit about like, he called me a nerd about music and I was like, man, let's have a fucking Triforce tattoo in my leg. And she was like, what? Wait, the Zelda thing? Ooh. That's what that thing is on your fucking leg? And I was like, <laughs> he was like, thanks, John. And I was like, that rules. Sorry, we, our light just went away. <laughs> I got it. There it is. Holy Damn. shit. That was incredible timing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry that we're just like talking shit on your podcast. I, I, I love it. It's it's amazing. Uh, my, my saxophone player has a Zelda tattoo to nice. uh, Triforce on his chest. So Sometimes That's we give awesome. them shit about it, but uh, we named our Rocket League team Zelda Tattoos. Uh, <laughs> can I join your Rocket League team? Yeah. Forewarning, I'm terrible at Rocket League, but I was playing it this morning. I'm going to. Hey, me gonna, too. What is a Rocket League? <laughs> it's three versus three soccer, except you're a car. Yeah, it fucking <laughs> rules. This sounds great. It's sounds so great. fun. Like, like, such a simple concept. And, like, it, you got to play. It's a free to play game, it's free. Yeah, yeah, I'll bring my um, switch. Let's do it. Yeah. You, you need a switch? I'm already out. Well, or any it's I'm pretty, sure, I'm, anything, I'm pretty yeah. sure if I brought like a Nintendo Switch home, my wife would be like, cool, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll bring mine. It's funny. I, I worked for Sony PlayStation for a long time, like for a year doing, I wrote music for the video game Knack, which apparently he is a meme. That's fun. Okay. I didn't know that. Uh, but I wrote music for Knack and Knack 2 and like part of the part of like the job description when you work for PlayStation is especially in like the creative part of it. So like, even if it's music creation is you have to play like four hours of video play a day. Mm. And I fucking hated it. I hated it. I was like, <laughs> I suck at video games. I'm not, I wasn't, I was a smoker at the time and I wasn't allowed to smoke in my, in my booth. So I had to like not smoke for four hours, get a PSP, a P what you should have had like a Vita or something. You nah, could go man. play while they were like, your smoke. They it, this was like when so this was I guess maybe four years. When did the big the PlayStation the newest PlayStation come out? Came out this year, right? Yeah. So we were PS5. beta we were beta testing all of those. God. With it, so it was like literally like we would get a new PS5 put in the booth or, or in our in our pod that like every other yeah, day, yeah, and yeah. they'd be like, "You have to rate also the gameplay on this." And I was like, "I don't." I would have run I was a like, really oh. long HDMI cable and set up outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> you know how long an HDMI cable would have to be. Yeah. yeah, HDMI over Ethernet. You ever heard of it? Oh man, this fucking nerd. <laughs> I was I I when I, what was cool about working there though was like I'd never worked for a company that had like I've only ever worked for myself um, mm. or worked like shitty jobs. Like I worked for like Apple, um, but Me like too. work work. Oh man, where where I, I was FRS dog. It was the worst. I uh, didn't max, max support. <laughs> oh man, I was taking. I was the. I was the FRS family room specialist. Is the uh, if, if FRS is flying raccoon suit? If I'm it's sorry, it is flying raccoon suit. What <laughs> yeah, up? Uh, but they're like 
the first line of like, oh, do you want to yell at someone in the Apple store? Allow me to introduce <laughs> you to an FRS. I don't think that they have that position anymore, but it was great because it's impossible to piss me off unless like you get there and then I'm fucking livid. But like in the context of Apple, I was like, this isn't my company. These aren't my products. I'm just wearing a shirt. I don't give a shit about you or this. <laughs> um, yeah. So like, but when I was working for Sony with PlayStation, like uh, my computer went down for like, like straight up crashed. Uh-huh. And I was like, fuck yeah, I got a day on all this rules. <laughs> like sat back in my chair and thought about all the cigarettes I was going to smoke in five minutes. And uh, no shit. Some dude from tech was like, got an alert that you need a new computer, came in with a brand new trash can. So they have like this like four time redundant system that's constantly backing up your computers four times. Wow. And I just thought about how many times I like wrote like, fuck you in an email to my <laughs> boss and erased it. That like definitely exists somewhere. <laughs> Some dude at tech is just going to like forward be like, hey, person whose name i'm definitely not going to say uh jay graves says fuck you all the time <laughs> all of the time every mix note i ever received back my always start like every email i always wrote fuck you and then erased it and then i was like definitely on it <laughs> i've gotten a lot of those definitely on it emails so now i know how they start <laughs> yeah man <laughs> uh john you've had some crazy jobs like how did you so how did you get into um I guess getting like into the audio engineering. I know you said John from Jeff Rodenstock got you in, but like, did you have any experience previous to that? Well, I got in, I was like, uh, I was in a ska punk band in New York. The uh, Homecoming Queens. God damn. Look it up. <laughs> we have one good record. I will say a sound you once knew is a pretty good record. Um, the rest of that shit is garbage. And it's not on Spotify. You're yeah, I was Chris. looking for it. I was like, I wipe the internet of that shit. Uh, it's still on YouTube. Bandcamp. It's on YouTube, Bandcamp. Bandcamp, you Bandcamp. can find it. Give us a dollar. You can have it. Uh, so I was in that band and I to- we actually toured a lot. We played a lot on the East Coast and like did lots and lots of shows. Um, we started recording a record with this guy, Chris Davies, who is a recording engineer back in the East Coast. He does, uh, he's like, he does like Brass Against and like Tom Morello and sh- he's badass. He's great. And um I was like, this is interesting. I was like, recording is cooler. I think cooler than being in a band for me, not for most people. Hello, person behind you. <laughs> Who's that? That's my uh, brother-in-law's girlfriend. She looked really scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a brother-in-law's girlfriend. You look That's scared. Elon. Yeah. Can we talk about the fact that your dog matches your scofflor? I didn't even recognize that was a dog. Oh, yeah. That dog yeah. wants to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. And oh, he's yeah. putting it down. He's just laying, yeah. laying down. Yeah, that's uh, Champa. Champa. Who have Champa? Que paso, amigo. You're awesome. I love that dog. <laughs> this one goes out to Champa. This whole podcast is dedicated to Champa. Yeah, Pulled out sure. a capo. What are you going to do? Put I don't know. West sparkly emo. I got, I got one with Demon. We're, we're yeah, it's just, I think it's like a thing to do. Shoot. With I don't have a capo. Uh, what have I got? Anyways, I get into recording bullshit. I, I was in a band. I thought it was like ridiculous what, I, what people were charging to record stuff. I was like, I'll just record myself. And then I was like, they were very cheap. Uh, and then $600,000 of gear. Lady. Yeah. Fuck me. Um, <laughs> uh, my, uh, then I like, so I like did a record. I opened a studio in long Island, um, and recorded lots of like, I recorded like patent pending and like all of those sort of like long Island bands and East coast bands. I did some stuff with a couple other bands too. Um, like giants at large and like bellwether. Although I think those guys are trash. <laughs> um, sorry. Just don't, uh, you know, don't be a jerk. Not all of them, just really one guy. 
Uh, it's <laughs> trash. The rest of them are pretty okay. Um, I, uh, and then um, I started doing live sound and that's actually how I started meeting more bands. So I started mixing bands live and I was working and I was like, this is cool, but I really still like making records. This is better. Um, I moved out to California um, because I wanted to, I initially moved out here so I could do pop records. And then I did like two of those and I was like, I'm good. I'll go back to making DIY punk records. Um, Sorry. And then eventually, uh, yeah. Then eventually I got hired by, so I did a, I did a record for MXPX. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike is like fucking lovely. The sweetest. Best dude. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that band and like Mike's mom still runs their merch arsenal, which is fucking hilarious. Like if you order merch from them, they like, she like will occasionally leave you a note like, thanks from Michelle. And she seals like, them all with a kiss. It's she really sweet. does. Yeah, yeah. When she found out that I was having a baby, she sent us a bunch of baby stuff and a bunch of stuff. She's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. And then, uh, so I did a record with them and I started front of housing for Goldfinger. Um, and then when the pandemic happened, um, John Feldman was like, I want to make a record. Um, so uh, Reed and I co-produced that, the newest uh, Goldfinger record, Infinite, with John Feldman. Um, and like, we wrote on it. We played guitars on it. I think I played bass on some of it. Although, Mike, I think we played all the bass because um, he's a better bass player. Uh, but yeah, I played all the... Reed and I played all the guitars and I played all the keys on the record and... Um, Reed, I think, sang all the harmonies that, or most of them. I don't know, a bunch of them. Also, like once we were like, that kind of that record kind of happened in like two ways. It was like in like two halves. There was like the half that Reed and I were super hands on for, and then like once we were done doing our thing with it, we handed it off to Feldman, and then he did his thing with it with <laughs> like all of those dudes. And like when we finally like heard it, like it, I think I when I passed off that record to Feldman, I didn't hear a song from that for another like three months and yeah. then it was like cool we're releasing this in a week and I'm like, oh, sick. <laughs> uh, um and then with with no effects how i got on that uh was chris chris does all the music videos for no effects and also runs their twitch stream or not patreon twitch, patreon stream yeah yeah we got them streaming for the uh for the pandemic and um when we were setting that up they were like oh we need somebody to, like run sound for the stream but also kind of record stuff and i was like um john this is kind of beneath you but you should come hang and immediately <laughs> you and mike just hit it off yeah. and he was like you want well, to produce the record yeah mike in his driveway <laughs> on like an hour of sleep like with like morning breath with like gross hair <laughs> and a dirty pink hoodie was like you want to produce the you know effects record and i was like yes yes i want to do that <laughs> yeah well like i had recorded with bad cop bad cop a bunch for we are the union um like they Stacy did a guest on the la- on self care, the last way the union record before ordinary life. And her and I super hit it off. And we were talking about maybe me producing the new bad cop record and just like scheduling didn't work out. And she was like trying to get me to work with trying to get me to meet Mike. And there was like, we were just kind of like missing each other. Um, there was like a few other times I almost got you in. Yeah. With Mike. Like it kept, it kept coming up like close and then close and then close. And then, yeah, we finally like, finally worked it out on this one and yeah i mean i'm honestly i'm lucky that like that bill or jason doesn't live closer that's really it fair and if they like lived closer they would probably just be doing the stream 
and then I wouldn't have worked with Mike and stuff. But I don't. I feel like running sound for those streams is pretty beneath beneath them. them. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> they'd send an assistant though. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And they would. Yeah, I do like uh, those. Chris, how did you uh, get to start working with NoFX? Uh, started officially. Um, I was playing in a band. I was playing bass in a band called Pizza Wolf. Um, and we would play the Redwood Bar all the time, which was where Jen Razavi was working. Uh, so we would play with like the Gen Bomb Pops. Pops. Yeah, Jen Pop. Pop. <laughs> we would play um, with the Bomb Pops, and she had a little side project gig at that time with Neil. I don't remember the name of, but my various bands there. And um, they wanted to do music videos. And so uh, Harry Jerkface, in, like, connected us i've done so many shows for that guy yeah we've never met in person <laughs> uh, he's never he's been the promoter at no harry, joke like 20 shows i've done has never shown up harry <laughs> rules harry is one of my favorite he's the chillest guy he's in arizona now what's up harry i miss you let's hang out <laughs> um but yeah so harry connected me with jen um and then i started i started making uh i made a couple videos for them that they used to pitch to fat um and then their next record was on fat and lo and behold they like didn't lose my number or like be shitty to me once they got stuff um and it's because you make good stuff yeah but a lot of other people lost (laughs) my number let's be real (laughs) um but uh but yeah so i uh i I kept making the videos for fat. And then one day it was actually, um, um, Jen was helping assist Mike with stuff for his musical. And he was trying to make like a self shot music video for his musical. I think it, it's out now. It's the one with Darla and his daughter oh, walking around, she's like walking around downtown. Yeah. She walk around downtown and he needed like a couple background people or something. And so Jen called me and I went and went out and did it. And I kind of like advised like, oh, hey, you know, if you held it like this or if you did like I did, like I gave him like little notes to help. But he like clearly had his own thing going mm-hmm. and it like didn't totally work out. There's some issues. So the next video he wanted to do, Jen was like, just have that Chris guy come up and do it. And so then I made um, the three against me video. Um, which you'd have to be a, like a home street home fan. Chris wears a MAGA hat. In that I video. do. I have oh. to wear a MAGA hat in that video. He was an actor. Yeah. As an actor, <laughs> as an actor. not like, not just cause I was yeah. directing. I was like <laughs> supporting my president. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't like that. Um, no, uh, it's, uh, if you look it up, um, it's, it's, a uh, it, we did it like a Brady bunch sort of style thing and told this whole story of the, um, one of the characters in the play, his like traumatic backstory with his parents, like when he came out and stuff yeah. like that. And I play like one of his brothers that's shitty to him. And so, but yeah, so but Johnny, so no, Johnny, Johnny plays a neighbor. No, Johnny plays a neighbor. Uh, plays Baz a plays the other brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we found this like interesting way to like tell all of this backstory on this character in a little three by three, like Brady bunch thing. And um, Mike liked it so much that he was just like, all right, you're the video guy for everything now. And it's, did you you did that before you did um, uh, six years on dope? I did not do six years on dope. That looks like you did it. Nope. Who did that? It wasn't me. That was years ago. Really? It looks yeah. like a video you would do. Well, I guess well, yeah. Not. Yeah, maybe. It's because it's a follow shot. That's really why I think it is. It's a yeah. Shot. Yeah. Probably. I probably would have had there be a little more story. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it. Mike and 
Melvin yelling at a camera. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but yeah. So then I, I did um, did all the stuff for the latest record, except for that animation that just came out. That's Yo, incredible. Have you seen the? There's a new for uh, big drag. Big drag. They put out yeah. a video. These like uh, where are they from? You, like Ukrainian These Ukrainian animators? animators made the most incredible music video like animation music video i've ever seen yeah they blew all my shit out of the water and it was super <laughs> so embarrassing cool. um so thanks for that uh no they did great it's rad. it's really good also like everyone kind of involved in the no effects crew appears as like some form of cartoon yeah and the cartoon version of kent i just want to get tattooed on my belly oh uh, it's so good <laughs> it's just also i'm just like wow they fucking nailed it they really did. They yeah, it. that video is the one great. with Tony, like where Tony Sly is. You're like, oh, this gets real sad real quick. I wish I made it, but also I'm really happy I didn't have to make it. You know? Yeah. 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 It looked like a lot of work. Also, are you an animator too? No. I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know about you. That's weird. I mean, I did animate it, like a couple lyric videos. I did the, um, uh, I'd done a few of them. Um, I'm not great at it. You shouldn't hire me for that. I will definitely charge you more money than it's worth because I don't want to do it. Yeah, I, I, love, I love the old quote, a price that means I don't want to do this. And people are like, yeah, it sounds great. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I've, oh, man, that's the worst. Have you ran into that with just a band that you're just like not so oh, to work with? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, we're not naming any. I mean, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah honestly, sure. not so much anymore. When I was just starting out. I mean, I, you know, I was doing anything to make money. Like I'm fuck. When I first started, I was like a hundred bucks a record. Let's go. Like, yeah, I didn't, I just, I needed to get like the thing about being a producer, like the best thing you can do is just make records like, and listen to records and like, try to like glean some sort of perspective on how they get made and like, and what are the important things? And, and the only way to really do that is just to fucking do it. So like my first, I mean, I did like a, like um, that band Cold Rex, I did a cold like there before they changed their name to Cold Rex. They were a band called Eli Whitney and the Sound Machine, uh, and they played big Scott improvement, Punk. big improvement. Scott name. Punk. Their name was so fucking long. Their name was longer <laughs> than their goddamn full length. I swear to God. And uh, they like, um, you know, I did I did a full length record for them. I think twelve songs, and I did it like for like almost no money, like comparatively at the time i was yeah. like this is a shitload of money <laughs> but like now it's you know just to just to do it because i'd never done a full length before i'd done eps and singles but i'd never done a full length and like you know like digging in with records and digging in with bands and and on the production side like anything you can do to get your hands dirty yeah but like i did so like uh um there was this girl i'll say her name i don't give a shit there's brooke alardo uh, her dad owned, owned the strip club next to my studio in Brooklyn. She was like 14 and she wanted to do pop covers and film herself like doing pop covers. And I said, sure, I'll definitely record that. And I got like a video dude to come in and do me. This is back in New York yeah, in Brooklyn, like I said. And like, uh, you're just trying to let me know you weren't cheating on me. I wasn't cheating on you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he, um, yeah, like he, I quoted a ridiculous price at the time. Like I was like, yeah, $2,000 a song, um, which for like literally recording a vocal over a karaoke track and like shooting like a two, camera, yeah, yeah, two yeah. camera. And he was like, great. I'll pay you in cash. And I was like, sick. That rules. She, Did, wants, were, were she, the, wants, the, she wants to do five songs. Was it was all like, ones? Oh. Were they sweaty? Dude, it was <laughs> horrifying. Well, he would like shot. We, so we shot the videos and then we sent them to him and he was like, is there a way we could get her like look, you know, a little sexier and i was like 
Your 14 year old daughter? Yes, she has we can places, do that. So no. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it's illegal. Hold tight. <laughs> yeah, let me just replace her with another person who's of age. It was very strange. Like, that was a total weird gig. Um, oh, man. And like, but now, like, it's, I'm really lucky because I ended up working with bands that like I love that other people also love. Yeah. So, like, when you sort of hit like that kind of echelon of band, you're not really kind of like sifting through like the like vanity projects or the just to do it projects. You're generally just working on things that you want to, because those bands require like no effects requires a lot of attention. Uh, Like not only am I producing the record, but I'm also playing in the band for shows. Sometimes I'm also like, I'm super involved with the project as a band that like the free time that I do have, that doesn't go to like my daughter and my wife, like I have to be really choosy about the projects that I want to do. And I have to either like really like the project or like really want to do it. Well, and also like nowadays working with bands really in, in any capacity is like, you can't just do one thing. I mean, like you said, you're like playing in the band and producing and like, you know, doing all kinds of stuff. But like, you know, I, I find that like, like I'm not just making bands videos. Like I'm like helping them figure out release plans, like helping them figure out their ancillary content talking about like messaging talking about like yeah like the like the interstitials of of record production and and on a fuller scale on like on release stuff yeah i mean like fuck like we are the union like we like you and i read yeah you were like in all of the conversations about like how we were gonna put it out how we were gonna yeah like ordinary life ordinary life was like one of the most like i don't know like succinct releases and it was everyone from like from Chris doing the film, me being the producer, Reed telling her story and Brent doing the, like doing a lot of, a lot of stuff. End, and then yeah. like Ray, who's doing all like the, the photos, the still photography and, and visual aesthetic stuff. Um, and, and, oh, and fucking Mike Sosinski from bad yeah. time who like, just fucking like that dude just like believed in that project from, from the jump. Like, yeah. they were like, Hey, like this is like, Reed was really, really particular about who was going to know about the record and the context of the content of that record. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know, and if you don't know, it's the story the the ordinary life is about Reed coming out as a trans woman and like her story. And it's amazing. And, but it was crazy important that Reed like did it on her terms. So like mm-hmm. really there were, when we were making that record, the record label did not hear any of the songs until we had mixed it and it was ready to go to them they just trusted. They didn't hear like Mike Szynski didn't ask for demos. He just was like, we didn't even tell. I don't know if we even told Mike the concept of the record. We just said, we're making a record. And he was like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll put it out. And yeah, that's so badass. That record is amazing. Like it's incredible. um, Just first and foremost, it's like a super important record too, that I think is going to just live on forever. Like it sounds great. Um, I heard a uh, cat bite talking about Mike kind of in the same sense that you were talking about him, just like having just their back basically the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like aside from like being in like kill Lincoln is like one of the most fun bands that we are the union gets to play with, like aside from that, but like just being someone who believes in like kind of what we're doing and like has the patience and like the, a little bit of the capital behind it to make sure something happens. Like, yeah as just like someone who just supports what like also cat bite that new cat bite record fucking rules it's so good yeah. i got a um, video on that one too you do i do, you do. you're the first the lead single the lead single mm-hmm. little kid with a bat 
Reed, oh. just, Reed, she just released a cover of that today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, saw that on, uh, on Brooklyn Vegan. If anyone wants to go there and check it out, that was awesome. But, but like, I, I mean, I, I think kind of like Sorry, what we're getting at. Dipped. Yeah, yeah. No, that that definitely got lower. You should bring that back up. Ready, <laughs> squeaky. There we go. Um, but yeah, like, so that's why it's difficult to work with bands if you don't believe in them, unless the money is like ludicrously good. Because yeah, because you're you're not just like it'd be one thing if it was like. Oh, I'm just gonna come in and I'm gonna play the songs real quick, and you just you're just gonna hit three and then well, like I, and I then also, you mash it together real quick. Or or like or for me, if it was like here's the video we do, can you just come hold the camera real quick? Like that'd yeah. be something. But like, but we don't have time because all the projects that we're working on, like we want to carry through and make sure yeah. that they they do what they're supposed to do. Well, I think like Jacob, you sent me a question about like corn that had to do with quarantine and stuff, and like. um what I think is so like, not that like COVID is a good vibe. It's been <laughs> shitty, but no one pressed record during COVID and didn't mean it. You know what I mean? There wasn't, there isn't a record that got made during COVID that wasn't good. Like oh. okay. uh, in my, uh, from what I've heard, shut okay. up, man. That you, I know you don't like Goldfinger, but still. No, 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 no. That's not what I was talking about. <laughs> my I... wife just sent me a video of a pie. A video of a pie? What happens in the pie? I don't know. Why is that not a photo? I think she, <laughs> she tried to take a photo. It's definitely she tried to take a photo. She tried to take a, a photo. I think she made a pie. Wait, is yeah, that pie delicious. coming here? That pie could come here. It looks like apple. It might be an apple pie. You want to see it? Here it is. Uh, yeah, wait, I'm pretty yeah, jealous, yeah. to be honest. Wait, it's going to be super it's cool. It's, a, do it. it's accompanied by, like, you know, <laughs> an infant who's like, fuck, I'm so small. <laughs> um, but no, like, you know, the... I like uh, so like the this like the way we made the We Are the Union record, Chris and I. This is crazy. Like you were even there for the production. Like mm-hmm. he was doing, you know, we went to Joshua Tree. Yeah, got for, a house out there for like two and a half weeks, and we're just locked in. Just the band, Chris and my wife Christine came with us too. Executive producer Christine Mahoney, <laughs> Deb. Uh, she uh, she was very pregnant. And there was no way I was leaving her in LA by herself. Very smart. Um, and. Uh, but like we locked in for two weeks, so we're just making making the record with just ourselves. And then with like uh, Catbite, they came out here and recorded with Davey. I think they like locked in with him for like a week and a half. I shot the um, the performance part of their video. They called me and they're like, "We're gonna do this song single." I said, "Okay." They called me the next day and said, "Never mind, we're changing this song." I said, "Okay." And then the day they're supposed to come, they're like, "No, no, it's actually gonna be this song." I said, "Okay." And then they showed up with a different song. Um, and cause they were literally in the studio the whole time they came over at like, they finished for the day, at like eight o'clock. They got over to the other studio by nine and I just started shooting. And then I actually made that video. I want to say seven or eight months later. I love the best part of that video is Brett. Oh yeah. 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 Brent, yeah Brent, just <laughs> Brent Friedman's getting shake, shake down. I would, I would love to shake that guy down for hundred dollar bills. I, 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 also, I mean, he, I think we kind of, that's kind all, of also, he had like a handful of cash and I was like, can I have some? <laughs> it was my money. <laughs> it was, yes, it was my it money. Was. Yeah. That, yeah. That video is, was awesome. A lot of cameos. Yes. A lot of ska it's, cameos. <laughs> yeah. That's because cat bite. Like, like I said, I shot their thing when they were making their record and then they took off and I forgot about it. And then when it was, and then Tim hits me up, he goes, you know, that video is supposed to come out in like three weeks. And I was like, Oh fuck. And so I just, I just Who, called in all the kid papers. Was it? Um, that was uh, Brandon's kid Rowan, Brandon from uh, the band Maxwell smart, which was a ska band in the LA area. I don't know if you ever would have heard him, but 
um yeah it was his kid nice yeah he's the guy that gets beat up in the opening of the movie when when daddy is old enough can we put her in a music video daddy's old enough to be in a music video right now sick yeah my daughter's four months old at Uh, this moment she's kind of like a prop you know She's a prop who shits and cries. Yeah, you can't ask her to do much, but we. She I asked her to sleep last night. She didn't fucking do that one bit. <laughs> so she did sleep on my chest this morning, which is like it's it's a nice kinda, trade-off. Kind of cute. Yeah. So if you yeah. fall asleep while a baby's sleeping on you and you move, that baby can die. So then you're just terrified that you're yeah. gonna kill the yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. So you just yeah. sit there while British Bake Off show is on <laughs> TV, and you're like, "This is fine. I won't sleep ever again." That's why there's a pie. You're watching the Bake Off. Ah, uh, yeah, Kristen. Yeah. We actually, I did lay it leave during the pie <laughs> episode. Oh. Oh, perfect. It all, yeah, it all makes sense now. Synchronicity. 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 Saint, Saint Christine. Saint Christine. And Saint Christine. Jesus. Um, John, would you ever start another band, like a new band? Now that you're recording and all that stuff. He's in no effects. What else is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, tr- true, true. I mean, it is very difficult to like, you know, I'm really lucky that the band that I'm in, like, did all of the hard work before I, like, 30 <laughs> years before I got in. Uh, and now I just, like, like our show in Denver, like, I literally just, like, walked on stage. It was like, great. Everything's here. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh, you all know the words already. This is great. Me too. This is great. Um, I honestly, what it is, is, like, the being in a band is a giant fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> and it's, like, it's... It also, it's a job. And if you can't commit yourself to being in a band the same way people commit themselves to being like a lawyer, um, I don't think you should be in a band. Chris and I feel differently about this, but I feel differently about this. I, I, I will say this. Don't waste anybody else's time if you don't feel that way. But if you want to be in a band and your only goal is to like, Play, play a couple, Rock, like play a couple songs at your local bar or whatever in front of your friends. That's great. Just don't ever do a show where you have to have ticket sales. Yeah, play at your friends' houses and backyards more than anything else. Like hang out, have a good time. Don't bother anybody that's doing. It. Don't don't start calling bands that are too big and asking for opening slots. Like that's dumb. Just have a good time. Yeah. Well, there's that, and like, but I, like to for a band to be successful and to for it to be it's it's such a time commitment and such like so much money needs to be sunk into it yeah um that if you're not serious about it you'll just you'll just end up with a bad taste in your mouth or if you don't have the time for it yeah you know? and that, that's what it comes down to is like so i was in a band with reed um called, american splendor american splendor that like there was a hot second where we were going to like go for it and be a band and then i was like this like, this isn't fun. Like it's, it's a lot of hard work and it's, and a lot, like I talk, like I talked to Chris from knockdown about this. I'm producing a record for knockdown. They're like a, like a punk band from, um, Oh geez. From Stockton, California. They're great. And Chris like loves the grind. He's fucking about it. He loves sleeping in bands. He's like, I'll sleep on the floor. I'll play fucking anywhere. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't have the, the capacity or the thirst to do that anymore. Like maybe also because I'm older, but also like I did that shit from when I was like 16 until I was 27. Like, and like I had some of the best nights of my life sleeping on floors in like fucking Silver Spring, Maryland and shit. But also like now 
like it was super dope that when I got to Denver, there was a tour manager who literally handed me a room key and was like, I'll see you at set time. Yeah. That was pretty rad. Or like with, when I'm with like, I tour manage Skeggs and I do sound for them, this band on my shirt. They're from Australia. When they're in the States, I tour manage them and do sound for them. And it's great that like, we have a van that works, that the air conditioning works. And then at the at night we sleep in a hotel. It's not your job to fix it. Yeah. You're literally just there. Like if anything goes wrong, it's just, wow, I sure hope you guys work it out. Yeah. And like, that's not to say like, there's no pitching in and teamwork. I mean, like Chris will do video stuff for NoFX Live. And then if I'm playing keys, because I also mix monitors for NoFX Live now as well. If I'm playing keys, Chris will then jump in and mix monitors and make sure everything's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I just mean like as far as like we can worry about the stuff that like makes it go, but like, if it's not going to happen, that's not yeah. our responsibility. Yeah. Like the show itself, like, like how many times you roll up to like a fucking bowling alley and you're like, cool, there's no PA. Someone booked a show without a PA sick. Who do we know that has a PA? Like that'll never, I, I never want to be in that position again. Yeah. Or like you go to play a bar and you need 16 inputs for your band to make sense. And they're like, cool. There's two microphones. And you have to use the house kit and the house kits made of like fucking balsa Glass. wood and like <laughs> shotgun shells. You know, like every time you hit the snare drum, you get shot in the leg. Like, I'm not, I'm just, I'm a, you know, but that also, it sounds like I'm shit talking being in a band. And I'm not. Cause it really is like, there is, I love it. I still, there's, love it. there's nothing better than getting on a stage and having those songs that you write being shouted back at your face. Like that shit is incredible. Yeah. And like, there's no better feeling than seeing the work that you put in for years and years be, you know, magnified. But you, you also audience. have to, to like, to want to do that. You have to like specific parts of the music business. Like mm-hmm. you obviously love the music business because you've made it your business. Yeah. But like, there's a lane. Yeah. And like, but when you're the artist, it's all, all of it's your lane. Yeah. You have to care it. about all of it and you yeah. have to really like that. And I like it enough to still want to do that. And there's enough of it that you don't, that it's not <laughs> worth you doing. Well, I guess like, it's just, you, we're also have different priorities. I think also because yeah. I have a kid and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have a wife and Chris just has a condo. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, and like, but you know, even I, I look at band, like, you know, like the guys in no effects, you know, the, they all have kids and like, you know, or, or like John Feldman, John's got kids and he's been on tour and he's missed a lot of their life. You know, talk to, I, before I, had a kid, I, you know, me and Mike Herrera sat down and like had like a fucking heart to heart about like what it meant to have kids and do what we do. And, you know, you know, Mike Herrera has got, you know, he's like, I do, he's like, I, every second that I can spend with my kids, I do, but they also understand. And my wife understands that like the band is the, the band keeps the lights on, Yeah, you know, and that's, and I'm just trying to abandon my non-existent kids all day. Like that's, yeah. I, I'm trying to be anywhere, but there here. is a, a singer of a very famous band who remained fucking anonymous for the purposes of the story who literally told me yesterday, just like, Oh, you don't have to be a good dad until they're like two, you can just be shit until like, you know, he's like, they don't give a fuck. Like they, they don't care. You don't care. Like you don't have to care. You could use like, you should sleep with earplugs in. And I was like, my wife would fucking castrate me. Are you kidding me? Could you imagine if I just slipped earplugs in while Christine like was tried to like go deal with the baby at night? She'd fucking stab me in the guts. <laughs> You'd be sleeping here at some point. Yes. Sometimes Interesting take. Interesting take. Sometimes <laughs> I take naps here. It's true. You sometimes you got to. <laughs> sometimes you got to get away. Do you have kids? I I have a 13-year-old now. 
You have a fucking thirteen. How old are you? Like fuck. Would you have her <laughs> them when you were like ten? <laughs> I'm I'm thirty three. <laughs> we're the same age. How do you have a thirteen year old? You're crazy, man. Yeah, you're like just, <laughs> just slinging fucking goo at twenty. Didn't give a I fuck. love I love that you asked how do you have a kid and he just goes my wife and it's like well, that's I mean, the most logical yeah, yeah. yeah i mean Honestly, yeah. so like what it takes two when i when i like christine and i my wife and i've been married we've been together for 13 years we've been married for nine years and like since we got married like from jump even when we were dating when we first started dating i said hey i'm gonna move to california and i'm gonna be a musician my entire life and uh you have to be okay with that no babies i was like no kids i'm gonna be a musician my whole life I'm going to tour. I'm going to do my fucking thing. I, that's what I want to do. I don't. And if you don't want to do that, I totally get it. I wouldn't want to do it either if I wasn't mm-hmm. me like, but this is the deal. And even before we did it, she was like, yep, that's fine. Um, and we were like, not going to have kids. And then COVID happened. Well, actually then <laughs> Christine's best friend, my roommate from college married Christine's roommate from college. And uh, it's like a weird kind yeah. of incest. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it's kind, a little but... hot. It's yeah. A little hot. <laughs> uh, we, uh, they had a baby and we went down and helped them with their baby for like uh before COVID. And Christina came back with like just the hottest case of baby fever. And I I'd left for tour pretty much immediately and came back like a month and a half later. And she like was like, I want a kid. And I was like, No. <laughs> but think about this. Just think about this. If we've been smart, like Jacob, like he's almost done. Yeah. Like I like, like yeah. Like could you like you're 33. Could you imagine having to wake up at fucking two o'clock in the morning for feedings right now at 33? Like, b- before this man is 40 years old, that kid's legally not his problem. True. You can just be like, nah, get out. <laughs> is it a boy or a girl? Uh so they are are um yeah, figuring that out. But it's my so it's my wife's kid. Um, so my stepkid. So I, I actually got to skip all of that part too. So I oh, didn't. Oh man, you you're straight right. cheating. You're straight <laughs> yeah. up cheating. Yeah. You get to have a kid. Yeah. You got to skip like the hard little part, and then you're gonna be done. Yeah, you're right. gonna be forty. This is that's like that's like a military retirement. I should adopt. Yeah. <laughs> that's like bullshit. Retired by thirty eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been awesome. Also teaching them how to play bass too. So you know that's, that, that's been pretty fun. Um, here in San Antonio, Emily from a uh, tsunami bomb. Yeah, she's the best. She's the yeah, best. She, she's yeah. awesome. She um she was working at a like a girls rock camp. Yeah, uh, I heard about this actually. Yeah, and um so growing up, like uh, we showed Dahlia tsunami bomb, and it really liked lemonade. And so like yeah. when I found out Emily was a coach, one of my friends we were also teaching. So I was like, please get Dahlia into Emily's like band group. And then they covered uh lemonade. Like Hell for, yeah. for nice. it. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Emily. Yeah. She's one of the sweetest human beings in the world. I did a record with like a bunch of songs with her and, uh, and MXPX. Yeah. Worry. I mean, worries is the first one that comes to mind. She's, she rules, man. She's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, she also, she sang out, we did a bunch of acoustic tunes too, that she sang on. With Mike, she may be saying on some tumble down stuff too. Hmm. I don't know that for sure though. I don't know. Mike was too busy being a cowboy for a hot second with that shit. It's true. <laughs> Phil Moon's take on 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 tumble down is the funniest thing in the world. He like literally put on a cowboy hat and sent a picture to um, to Mike Herrera while tipping a hat and just says "Howdy, partner." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. Uh, I I want to talk about some gear. Yeah. Mentioning mentioning a. Uh, Chris's bass. 
Oh, um, Chris, talk about your bass, and then we'll talk yeah, about my bass. Okay. Um, so I play an Italia Marinello bass, um, which like nobody's ever seen. Um, what happened was, imagine if like, if like Prince's like spine was turned into a bass guitar yeah it's very sparkly i mean it, it kind of looks like it has like it kind of looks like a, a like a les paul like sort of a thing like like a yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like it's got like that kind of body oh, we have one hold on you have a marinello yeah yeah, yeah. oh shit <laughs> yeah oh that's right uh uh who was here the other day one of the guys that was here the other day was like oh i play a marinello bass and i was like the fuck <laughs> the way it happened was like um, I was playing this Yamaha bass I got in like ninth grade that was fine, but like, I didn't really love it and it wasn't really doing anything for me. Like it sounded okay. I just felt very blah about the whole thing. So I started bass shopping, but like every guitar center in Sam Ash and whatever all have like the same three bases. There's like a stingray, <laughs> there's a P bass and a J bass. Um, yeah. So this is basically what I play, except mine is red and sparkly. Yeah, this one is a this is a Mondial. Yeah, uh, mine is also <laughs> not the semi hollow. Can you um, hold the neck on this so I can put my yes. headphones back on? We can, we can make um, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I I was like I was bass shopping and I just couldn't find anything that I liked. And then uh, the guitar center was like, "Oh, our return policy is super good. Buy anything online and you can return it in the store. You don't have to pay the shipping back." And I was like, "Okay." So I started abusing that policy. I was just like, <laughs> I was like, "Oh." what's that like viola bass sound like? And I got it. And I was like, Oh, terrible. It sounds like the worst <laughs> I think I've ever heard. Return that. Um, I have one of those. I hate them. I, um, <laughs> I tried a couple, I tried a couple bases. I didn't like anything. I bought that one. It looked so cute. I bought it as like a joke. I was like, this is going to suck, but I've got to know. Cause it, it like, it like had all the things I was looking for. Did you have, was it a Hofner or was it just like a, not yeah, it was a Hofner. Wow. And it I hated it. Well? I great. really hated it. Um, <laughs> But it was like the cheap Hoffner. There's a good okay. one and a bad one. I bought the bad one. I have a good one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Marinello like checked all these boxes. And I was like, ah, it probably sucks. And I bought it and it came in and I just fell straight in love with it. And everybody that picks that thing up goes, oh, it's done. And then they start playing it and they're like, huh, I really love it. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. Like, it, the only thing it's not it great at. sounds awesome. It like, sounds awesome. It's yeah. a little bit weird recording for whatever reason. We always end up using like a P bass or something uh. for recording like something about it's not quite dialed in right but live it sounds incredible yeah i don't know it's probably like a phase issue with those pickups because they're spaced really weird yeah it, there's there's definitely like a also, weird phase issue a they make a bass that has wooden capped pickups that are so fucking weird too that company was really <laughs> like let's go for it let's make it's some shit. super weird but i think craig I shea it. from uh before he now he plays a jp but and a lachlan I think he bought John Denominici's old Lackland, honestly. Um, John was selling it. I wanted to buy it, but he was like, no, you have to pay me money. And I was like, ah. <laughs> no. but, um, uh, yeah, Craig Shea play, played an Italia for like a long ass time. Yeah. No, it's it's a great it's, base. It cream blue. It was awful, but it was like the best. <laughs> they look, they they make them look so, fun. so fucking hideous. Yeah. I love that. It's like, that's what I love about it. Yeah, I kind of feel that way with the Dan Electro basses. Yeah, yeah. I see my uh, Mike, Mike play. Go, yeah. and I'm just like uh. Mike, Mike, 
uh, hit up Dan Electro and he's like, hey, I'm like the only person who plays your basses. Can I have one? And they said no and sent him a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's wild. It's so good. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I would do. Fuck you. No, you can't. You're rich. Buy your own. What? Uh, what bass? They're like two hundred fifty dollars a pop. Just buy one. <laughs> what's What's your main uh, bass? Your go to bass, John? Me? Yeah. Um, I play. There's oh, two of them. I have a three quarter P bass that I like a lot. But oh, gosh, all of the- all of the We Are the Union stuff that I played bass on was actually this. So it like is a parts bass. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's like a 90s J body with that. We like sanded all the actual paint off of it and just painted it with just satin black, like house paint. <laughs> um, and it then, looks like it too. yeah, it's so shitty. Like, you <laughs> can't tell on the stream, but this is garbage. <laughs> it's an all parts neck, but like not the expensive one. Like, it's like the $100 all parts neck that like it needs fret work. But there's also like there's just something about it that like fucking rips. Like I I play so well on it. Um, it sounds it doesn't sound like a J bass. It like doesn't it's like not chill. It like the pickups I think are 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 probably too hot and probably too high. So it's about five dB hotter than most J basses would be. So like especially if you're going DI or if you're going into like a, something that has a nice preamp in the amp. Or like I use a Kemper almost exclusively at this point. Like it smacks the shit out of your input. Um, super clippy. But yeah, also most bass players hate it. Um, because it's also the neck is like it's so wide and like and I also have small hands, but there's just something about it that I love. Uh, also I don't like again, like it fell off the wall the other day. <laughs> and I was like, well, that thing costs zero dollars, so like I like things that I don't have to give a shit about. Um, Cause I also like, I have this collection of like other like way high end instruments that I'm just like, I can't play this on the road. I can't play it. Like my fucking, I have a custom shop jazz master that like doesn't leave my studio or like leave Mike's house. It's do like, why what's up? I was going to say, do you find yourself like, recording with your high-end gear or do you still just go to for bass stuff i actually like um i think the song ordinary life i played that bass on um and all the singles last year so like all the we are the union singles that put out last year were actually just reed and i and brent Mm -hmm. um because and jer played horns uh they were playing horns remotely But, but everybody else was like like ricky was finishing school and like Brandon like, was recording ICP. Yo, Brandon, Brandon was, is is currently Violent J's from ICP's. Uh, I love it engineer, so much. Now and again, it sounds like us, a fake thing because it's like, real. It's real. He I, sends pictures from. The, I didn't even know about it for uh, so yo, long. Fun story about Violent J from ICP. This motherfucker doesn't have a trash can in his house. He has a window, and outside the window is a huge dumpster, and you just throw shit out the window all day long. Like that's his vibe. So good. Um, but yes, yeah, like Brandon was very busy doing that shit, and Ricky was busy, busy like trying to get an education. Um, and so like we, Reed, Chris, me, and Brent kind of took the initiative to just keep cranking out singles. So all like so, Fresh Fruit for Rotting Punk Rock Stars is I think I played bass on that. It's that bass. Um, 
what's uh did i gang vocal one of i don't think i'm on any of the musically i just did the videos your way your time i played bass on that with that and you were the banana i was the banana and so was my wife so was chris because there was like a makeout scene and i was like the only other person that chris knows it would be chris's girlfriend at the time and i was like i don't think christine would be cool with that cast cast or you could have cast another dude as it i would have loved it would have been good Um, yeah, Christine was like, I'll be the banana if you need to make out with them. I was like, sick. <laughs> Get to make out with my wife in a banana suit on film. It's hot. All those people in the park just watching us. Like, what is going Yeah, we on? shot that shit in, like the middle of the day on a summer day in like a very public park. And we had to, we, I think I explained to, I, there was a lady who was like, what do you guys do? And I'm like, we're a ska band. And she was like, oh, I didn't think that like existed anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it was, it was fun. Yeah. And that, that sounds awesome. Um, what what are y'all's plans for the rest of the year? I am mixing a record for um for knockdown and for loser. I'm mixing a record for loser for Christmas <laughs> project. I um I'm I started mixing the new no effects record, but there's still more songs to record. Um I'm supposed to work with um a few other bands that i can't that maybe i can't let me see let me just i think that's the hard thing about doing what we do is almost everything's a secret yes like um, just to say i'm booked now until december yeah um so and i'm doing i'm also doing shows with no effects and we're going to the uk in Mm -hmm. september for a few days chicago we're doing Riot Fest. We're doing Boston, Pittsburgh, Boston and Pittsburgh, and there's other shows that aren't announced. So let's be careful. Oh, we should stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, those ones that you announced are fine, but I think there's a few other schedule that aren't. Yikes! That's funny. why I'm bad at my job. But yeah, so we're both going to be with No Effects for the rest of the year. Chris going to be doing video stuff. I'm going to be doing audio yeah. stuff. We'll see. I'm not on all of those shows yet. I'm gonna make sure Chris goes to the fucking UK with us. Yeah, that'd be fun. Hell yeah, that's that sounds awesome. And um, where can people listen to to your project, like Chris, your project, or anything you worked on? Uh, uh yeah, chrisgrad.com. If you see the thing with my name spelling on it right there, um, it's a good place to find links. But it's on Spotify, and YouTube. If you look for loser, there's a U in it in a place that it's a surprise. You got to figure it out. <laughs> this is Chris's name's actually Lewis. It is. Yeah. So it's like Lou Zer. That's a whole you. other story. Got whole other story. It's a dumb pun. <laughs> um, and for me, uh, I mean, right now you can check out um, on Spotify. We're the union's record ordinary life. Um, you can check out record uh, of the year, record of the year, record of the year, for record sure. of the year. Um, you can check out infinite by goldfinger um you can check out all of chris's singles that are there for loser so two it's two (laughs) we'll get there um whether it's current stuff current stuff what stuff uh mxpx has some stuff that i uh, that's up there (laughs) oh hold on i'm really bad at this what else have i done (laughs) oh um brass tracks have a record that they put out last year that rules um that that uh called um golden ticket that's really good sammy k put out uh, a seven inch last year that i produced um called Gosh, that Better feels Worse. Like forever ago i know and it We're was busy. only yeah that shit was this november jeez oh, well last year reed and i did i think we did like 56 releases last year oh jeez. well like we like we were on tour so we we're like 
fuck it. Like who's got work? Like, I think like the day that, that they announced like shutdown, like Reed and I did like a, a video on Instagram. We're just like, yo, everything's fucked up. Let's just pretend it's not. And just let's just keep working. Let's not yeah. close our studio. Like, it was a wild year. <laughs> you and I both were just. I mean, the day like March off. March thirteenth, I watched. We watched between Reed and I. We watched like a hundred grand of work just fucking sail away, and I was like, "Cool!" Because like, we had the whole year was supposed to go out with Goldfinger, um, and a bunch of other bands, and like, um, like they were going to announce the tour with the Used, and that fucking didn't happen, and now it won't happen. Uh, maybe I don't know. It might. Who the fuck knows? Um. <laughs> And like all this shit, we just watched it all leave and we were like, fuck. And then like five days later, it was like, cool. Just work every day until your baby shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Here you are with your little four-year-old baby or four-month-old, four-month-old baby. Dottie. Dottie. (laughs) Dottie. Dorothy May. (laughs) Guys, I appreciate your time to talk to me, to hang out. It was fun hearing all the stories. Really enjoyed talking to you both. And, um, yeah man i just i'm stoked to to keep hearing from loser to keep hearing your uh your records john and just again thank you so much absolutely thanks for having us on yeah it was fun yeah for sure y'all talk to y'all later have a good day bye later later OBS virtual cam. Oh, there it is. Okay, great. Yeah, you have to hit start, dick face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, hold tight. All right, then I do the, um, what were you saying? What tab is it on? Yeah, if you just literally go get out of settings for a hot second. Right click the us right there. Yeah, right click that shit. You should be able to rename. Rename. Jay Graves, Chris Grau. Graves. This is quality content for every podcast listener. Hell yeah. This is going to be bonus content.